Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a great day. You are listening to or watching live this episode of the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. I have Erica Leonora uh, <laughs> on the show today. Uh, she is the um, Master Jedi trainer at PowerSell and Pros. Um, she's, she is a... Uh, board member of the women in HVACR. And um, we're going to talk today about CSRs and dispatchers and how CSRs and dispatchers and office staff in general are a very important cog in, in the wheel of, of being productive. And um, without a very good CSR, you, you know, just, I mean, flat out, it's as simple as you're going to fail. Um, and personally with us, uh, whenever uh, Julie is working, you know, she's in the military. My wife, Julie, is in the military. So sometimes she has to go off for two weeks. And when that happens um, and we don't have a CSR, but back before we had a CSR on staff, then I had to start doing everything. And like, that's when the pain points really, we could feel them. That's when the balls got dropped a, a lot. But um, so I'm super excited to talk today um, with Erica about um, power selling pros and, and just talking about um, CSRs and their roles in, in general. But with that being said, welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is my favorite topic. So <laughs> awesome. So tell me a little bit whenever like so we talked a little bit off offline and beforehand. Whenever someone comes to you and says something like, uh, well, I'm not a service expert. I'm not a service technician or install technician. I'm just this. I'm just that. Um, that how, how does what's your first reaction on that? So I hate the phrase, I'm just a, because we're not just a something. It makes us sound like we're pathetic, actually. <laughs> and I hear this like on call recordings all the time when I am training CSRs or dispatchers and we'll be listening to their phone calls and they're like, they get a technical question. They'll be like, I'm not a technician. I'm just a CSR or I'm just a dispatcher. And I'm like, are you really though? You're just a meeting you're not as good or like, you know, you don't play an important part in this company. Like, what does it sound like when we say I'm just a, and it's really, we're belittling, belittling ourselves. And I really like to help them with just building themselves up. and like, you know what? I'm actually the queen bee of this office and I control the schedules of the people you need to talk to. So when are they coming? Like, you know, just really building up our role instead of making it sound like, you know, I'm not as good because I don't have technical knowledge. Try and have a technician answer the phone, like you said. For exactly. Two weeks. You just start bumbling over things and like, wow, this sounded way easier when I was listening to someone over their shoulders. <laughs> <saying Yeah. something. laughs> 
Yep. It's- so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got hooked up with Power Selling Pros. Yeah, so it actually is fun story. I've kind of been a gypsy my whole life. I've My mom's from Hawaii, my dad is from Utah, and I'm currently living around in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I moved back and forth between both my whole life. So I had like the islands and then I had the mountains. And then when I was in college in Hawaii, I was like, you know, I'm just going to start traveling the world. So I started finding opportunities, you know, in different countries as internships or study abroads or like working as an English teacher or a nanny or whatever it is I needed to find. And I started traveling. So for eight years of my life, I lived out at two suitcases. I traveled to 21 countries. Wow. And I lived in half of those, which is really fun. I would stay maybe, you know, five, six months in a place. And I really just showed up somewhere and figured it out. Had to learn Mandarin in China. I had to learn, <laughs> like, um, I was working in um, Israel. So I was learning, like, Arabic and Hebrew. And then Holy I'm cow. English. I lived in Mexico. So it was just like, I just, wow. my degree is in anthropology. So I love cultures. I love people. So it just kind of made sense that I wouldn't get my classroom experience. I'd get real life experience. That makes total sense. I mean, and, and no better way of learning a language than just throwing yourself into the middle of it. Sink or swim. <laughs> I don't remember a thing in Mandarin, but I can still recite the Hebrew alphabet. So that's something for me. But yeah, I just, I spent eight years doing that and it was so much fun. I loved it. And then, I don't know, one day I just came back to Utah and I was like, maybe I should be serious about, you know, making money for myself instead of just living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And so I came back to Utah. I started working at a a substance abuse counseling center. So I was teaching a lot of, you know, substance abuse classes or domestic violence, anger management classes, different things like that in Utah. And then Uh, My husband and I moved for his job, and so I was looking for a new opportunity, and funny, this is how now Power Selling Pros comes into the picture, is um, my husband is really good, my husband's from the Dominican Republic, and so he's really good friends with an employee at Power, the wife of an employee at Power Selling Pros, so (laughs) we were just like going over there to visit because they were friends like for dinner one night, a game night or whatever, and before I know it, her husband is like showing me everything that he does as a customer service coach. Next thing I know, I applied and I started working here. So that's awesome. About four years now, almost. Yeah. It's so funny though, that how the whole um, anthropology kind of has come full circle. So uh, you're, you studying people and now you're, you're helping to coach people. Yeah. It's like, I never even knew what HVAC stood for. I did not even know how to work a thermostat or anything like that. That's very common. That's, that's not uncommon for sure. Well, when, when you're traveling all over the place and you're just living in hostels or whatever it is, like you don't have to do anything and, you know, bless my father's soul. Like, and my mom, it was just not something I learned about. Water was just hot. I didn't know really about water heaters or anything, you know, so Um, I definitely had a whole new world, but you're right. It's so cool to be able to apply that, you know, people knowledge, that communication, that cultural knowledge to the industry and specifically in customer service, which is super fun. So that is really cool. So how does women in HVACR play a role in that? Because you're a board member there also. Yeah. So it was a couple of years ago where um, Power Selling Pros, we became a sponsor of women in HVACR and Mm -hmm. we wanted to get involved because we have about 90% of our employees at Power Selling Pros are female. And so, you know, we're just 
super passionate about women and having jobs and opportunities in the workforce and especially in an industry where it's predominantly dudes. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, so that was one of the reasons why we, we joined up with women in HVACR. And then I just was um, selected to be on the board the beginning of this year. And so really women in HVACR is such a great organization. I know we were talking before and you said you came to one of our events, like mm-hmm. our regional events are awesome. So many people come, everyone's invited and we, we have tons of members and it's really an opportunity for women to connect and network and get education and learn about opportunities in the trades. Oh. Yeah. And it's so funny because I've seen people as they've joined women in HVACR and then I've, I've watched them kind of grow uh, in their professional um life because of the other women that they're surrounded by. And, you know, there's some, there's some big hitters in, in the women HGACR. Um, I mean, there's the top, top names, you know, um, all from all over the industry. And I think that's a really, really awesome organization. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. And it's, it's amazing. A lot of people and think that when you come into the industry, you have to be a technician, right? Mm -hmm. And, And you're definitely seeing a lot more female technicians and sales representatives, comfort consultants than you did before, but still it's like 2%. Oh, yeah. Like there's, there's not very many still, but there's more opportunities in that. And people just don't think about it from manufacturing and engineering. You've got, you know, educational platforms, you've got you know, so many different sales oh, yeah. or marketing, there's positions all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the training aspect alone, um, the, there's a lot of guys. So we, we do some training and stuff and, my guys, they tell me that that it's that I'm too boring. Like it's too monotonous. Like they don't want to listen to me talk, but they're they're just fine listening to Julie or someone else talk. Um, one of the ladies talk, and so I feel like that's that's extremely helpful um, to have someone else being able to to teach um, and do the training aspect of it as well. It's one of those things. One of my coworkers is so funny. He's like, you know imagine all day you're getting hounded by like your dispatchers and CSRs and then your daughter and your wife. And it's like, if you just have a female trainer or a coach, that's just super nice. It's like you might have somebody that's like building you up. And so it's, it was kind of funny when he did that. Yeah, that is funny. So let's, let's dive down into a little bit about today's topic and just talking um, about CSRs and, and dispatchers in general. Um, what, at what point do you think that, or do you feel like a, a company should um, have a CSR, bring a CSR on? Or actually, before we get there, can in your words, can you tell me the difference in a CSR and a dispatcher? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of companies combine the role just because they don't have or not are not ready to hire enough people. But definitely as companies grow larger, they have a specific department that's for dispatchers. And then a certain department that's for CSRs. And so CSRs are mainly the ones that are going to be answering all the inbound phone calls. Hopefully they're the ones that are also doing the happy calls and maybe, you know, scheduling all the maintenance customers. Sometimes you're going to see dispatchers do scheduling maintenance customers, but mostly the dispatchers are playing Tetris with the technicians and making sure that, you know, everybody is going where they need to go and that it fits geographically and, the dispatchers are also the ones that communicate with the technicians the most. Like, Hey, I need you to go here. I need you to run this call. And, you know, everyone's different with how they run their company. One thing we have seen for sure that, and you will probably have some light to this. Some dispatchers will give technicians all their calls for the day. Like they'll give five calls a day. 
And so the technician knows exactly what he's going to do. So he's going to rush through his calls. He's going to be done by two and he's going <laughs> to go home. Right. Well, then your dispatcher calls and says, Hey, I got an emergency call. Can you run it? And he's like, I already did my five calls for the day. I'm going home. Exactly. And so it makes it so much harder for them to want to go do an extra call. And then they don't spend the time with their customer that they should have providing different options and, you know, just having conversations with them about an IQ product or a service agreement. It's just like, and you know, oh, going back to the I'm just a too, like technicians will say just a lot too. They're like, oh, it's just a capacitor. Oh, it's just a motor. Well, if it's just a part, why do I need you? Let me go buy the part. I'll make my husband watch a YouTube video and he can do it. Like, exactly. So you're not just a parts changer because if that's what you are, then you know I don't need to pay you all the money that you're charging me. But yeah, if you're you turn a that, that commodity that you um you you definitely take your value out of it whenever you have that. And that's it's a lot of what um that we were we've been talking about on a couple of previous episodes. Uh and it's just commoditizing, you know, you like taking your value and what your knowledge is. Whenever you say that it's just this part, uh like exactly like you said, just well, then I'll just YouTube it and we'll go about, you know go about our day and I'll buy the $7 part off of Amazon versus paying you a couple hundred bucks. Exactly. And it's taking that language out of everybody's vocabulary because it's not part of that overall customer experience. And I really like, I don't remember what episode this might've been, but you know, the difference between a technician and a service professional or a service expert, yes. you know, a technician is like the bad image of the industry. Mm-hmm. When we did this survey um, earlier this year, we asked a hundred different homeowners across the country what they thought of an HVAC contractor. And they responded, 50% of the responses were like, oh, they're AC or furnace repair. And then 50 of the other responses were completely random, like crappy, dirty, um, take advantage of you. They're a ripoff. They're too expensive. Never call them. Do it yourself. Like, Like half of homeowners really have a negative perception of the industry. And so that's what a technician does. You know, a technician shows up with a cigarette in his mouth and there's paint or something, mastic all over his pants and holes in a hoodie he hasn't washed for three weeks. And like, that's why people, that's yes. what people think of a technician. But then you have your service professionals who show up and, you know, wear their shoe covers, roll out the red carpet, put a tic-tac in. and <laughs> Yeah. And then people are like, wow, this is not what I expected at all. And it's crazy when you get that five-star review where it's like, this is not the experience that I expected, but it's the experience that I definitely wanted to have. Um, and then you're like, yeah, that's how we do everything. And then, then all of a sudden people are blowing up your phone because that's the reviews that you're getting every single time you're consistently getting those five-star reviews with that kind of response. Absolutely. And, and I hate to say that people judge us by how we look, but they do. Like- Absolutely. We should never judge homeowners by their house or their last name or anything because you never know what kind of wads of money they've got stashed around, right? <laughs> but we can't expect our homeowners to do that the same for us. Like we really do have to show up. Perception is reality. And we do have to show up looking that professional part. So like, for example, I'm in an, I am live in an HOA. I hate the HOAs, but <laughs> it is what it is. We yeah. have an HOA group. And guess what people ask for on the group all the time? Hey, who do you guys recommend for a plumber? Who do you recommend for a technician or an electrician? Like we're talking all the time and I want to have somebody that I can say, Hey, you know what? Tersh is my guy. Like you got to call guy. And people talk, like you said, those reviews, those experiences matter. 
They really do. And it's crazy because we have a, a real estate uh, um, affiliate partner of ours that she's just, her and her husband are a real estate team and they're really, they're great people. And um, they, but every time somebody asks a question, she's so fast to just quickly recommend us and say, Hey, look, the experience is going to be, you, you're just not going to have an experience the same with anyone else. Uh, and, and she sells something like 200 houses a year. And she said, I've gone through a ton of HVAC companies. I've gone through all the big companies in town. Um, and there's nobody that provides experience like this. And when she says that, then people are like, oh yeah, okay, we'll give you a try. And so like, we get a ton of business from just um, blowing her socks off. And I love what you're saying, the experience. It's not like, oh, these are the the cheapest guys, or these are the guys that do it the fastest. It's like, yeah. You know, these are the guys that are going to show up that are going to stand behind their work. These are the guys that are not going to trash your house. They'll like wipe everything down. You know, they'll be respectful. And, you know, it's you can be five stars on fixing something. Technicians are great at fixing stuff like you're world class <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all day long. You love working with your hands. World class on that. But, you know, if I could give you five stars on changing out a part, awesome. But I want to give you five stars on cleanliness. I want to give you five stars on appearance. I want to give you five stars on you know, your conversation with me, your empathy skills. I want to give you five stars on all these other little KPIs, right? Yeah. And the thing, the thing about it is, is I hate to interrupt. Sorry for interrupting you there. I'm excited about this because the, the five star experience or the experience package, it actually starts as soon as the CSR picks up the phone. And, and I know that power selling pros is very, very much like this is something that y'all teach a lot and you know that experience the showing the empathy and knowing the difference between empathy and sympathy like just uh coming on and saying you know feeling for the customer like not i'm in the same shoes as you are but you know i understand what where you're going through and let's like um let's work through this together and we want to make sure that we solve this issue together with you and but you know, if they have a super crappy, like somebody picks up the phone and you're like, what, <laughs> what do you want? And then you're, you're an inconvenience to them. Yeah. And it's like, sorry for calling. Like, I just <laughs> need service. Like, sorry for stopping you from playing words with friends or whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know? And it's like, uh, coming, like picking up that phone, like that five-star experience really starts at the beginning. And, and I'll tell you this, Julie, um, before we hired a, um, a CSR full-time and, uh, and Julie was rocking that position, she was getting five-star reviews from people that didn't even use us. Like the, it was like, oh, we don't offer that service, but this is where you can go. And so she would get through, go through that, you know, these people will take care of you, blah, blah, blah. And even going as far as calling those people and, and, and just, um, you know, having a conversation with them, Hey, somebody's looking for this, this service. And, um, they, they've given five-star reviews for that. And it's crazy how much of an experience, like we will listen to people and even like we've had after our services and, and Julie will listen to, or Julie and I together will listen to uh, a phone call where they've picked up the phone and, together we're like i wouldn't i wouldn't buy anything from us if that's how you know if that's how somebody talked to me uh and so that that csr is the first line of defense uh when it comes to getting a a bad review so you have to make sure that that you're i mean that's the most important position in the business they're your front line defense 
They really are. And when you think about how much money you pay to get your phone to ring, yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. 350 bucks a phone call. And I could, I've got like thousands of calls right now. I could play for you where somebody calls and says, Hey, how much do you charge to come out? <laughs> oh, it's $89 for us to send a technician out there. $89. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Click. <laughs> like if people believe, think that price shoppers are not leads, like they'll call us back if they need us. No, you hope is not a business strategy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't hope they'll call you back because you're the cheapest company. You don't want to be the cheapest company. Exactly. So the big the couple of things here with the after hour service, I know that's a big problem in the industry. People are always looking for a good after hour service because if you have great CSRs and then a crappy after hour service, it's really hard. So um, that's definitely something that, you know, to, to be very conscious of who's answering your after oh, yeah. service. Yeah. And, and to mystery shop the after hour service too. Like yeah. the, the other day I was like, I don't think this phone number even goes anything. We have a lot of um, like uh, marketing phone numbers or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't recognize that phone number. And so I clicked on it just to listen to it. And I sat on hold for like, I don't know, five minutes with it just ringing and saying, we'll get to you. We're going to get to you. And then they picked up and I was like, what in the world? Like they were nice once they picked up, but to wait that long, like I was super irritated um, that 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 was the case, and it's the lesser of all of the evils. I feel like right now nobody really kills it in the industry as an after-hour service, in my opinion, uh, or so we've experienced. Um, and yeah. so it's a, it's definitely a tough one. It is it is a tough one in our in our group in our aim group, our small um, mastermind group. We have even talked about like let's get together and hire an after hours service together, or create a small after hours service um, going overseas, and so that it's during the daytime for them, and here it's at night, and um, you know we just use them together. And uh, even like just coming up with something like that so that they're answering the phones we want the way we want them to answer the phones and, and going through the processes the, the proper way. Um, but we haven't pulled the trigger with that. But it's something that I know a lot of people talk about constantly. It really is. And, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but Power Selling Pros is working on something like that. So well, sweet. <laughs> they do, but um, it's it's in the works because definitely creating an after-hours call center is a big deal. But we, as Disney always says, like there's a method to their magic. Yes. And they're very intentional about how they create the Disney experience. And it's the same thing at Power Selling Pros with our process of call handling. You know, we're very intentional of how we train CSRs and training them on the process and the principles and you know, do's and don'ts, especially, but how do we become the kind of person that can pick up that phone that gets what it means to listen? Like, I don't, scripts are great, but I use the term script really loosely. Like, I want you to be the kind of person who can listen to a customer and ask good questions. I want you to be the kind of person that's empathetic. And I definitely help like with starter things, like here's what you say and don't say like, right. Never say you're sorry is one. Like customers never believe you. Oh, I'm so sorry your water heater's out. I'm so sorry your toilet's clogged. It's like, are you though? <laughs> are you really? But really? <laughs> and another thing that people are are is they're very indifferent. They're very apathetic. Meaning somebody says, Hey, you know, my toilet's clogged or I don't have any heat or AC. And they're like, Okay, what's your address? Have you ever used our services? <laughs> it's like you completely bypass all of the pain that they're trying to tell you. So mm-hmm. sympathy is like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Or 
you know, I understand what you're going through. That happened to my cousin's brother's uncle's aunt one time too. And it was really bad. Like we never understand what's mm -hmm. going on for a customer. So taking out, I'm sorry, taking out, I understand. The last thing we should never say is at least like, well, at least it didn't go out on the hottest day of the year <laughs> or well, at least you still have water. Like well, at least the AC works at my house. <laughs> it's so condescending. And so those would be my top three to like never say to customers to be empathetic is I'm sorry, I understand. And at least because it's, it's apathetic and it's sympathetic and you really want to work on empathy. So as you mentioned, like what is empathy? It's feeling with people and, you know, validating them. Oh my gosh, like that sounds so frustrating or, well, it looks like this happened at the most inconvenient time or, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. This can only be overwhelming for you. Like connecting with people of like the emotional state that they're in instead of apologizing for it. Yeah. And it's funny because Julie on live here, Julie said, connect with them first. And it's, uh, it's so true. Connect with them, yeah. that, that emotional state. And it's like the, the problem that I have is I have a, um, an extremely dry sense of humor and I'm very uh, condescending without being condescending. Like, like I say those same things that you just said and they're like, are you being a jackass? Like, are you, are you being a jerk right now? And I'm like, no, not at all. It's like, <laughs> you just have to be very careful about the way that your conversation is being perceived to them. And that's the, that's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. How it's perceived, like perception is reality. And when I talk with customers and when I answer phones, I, I try to be very intentional about if I say this, could they misinterpret how I'm saying this? And if I find a way that they could misinterpret what I say, I don't say it. And I try to, you know, reword it. And so, you know, the most common one is we don't get pricing over the phone. Mm -hmm. Well, that may be true. Sure. But your customer is going to misinterpret that as you can't help me then. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hang up on you. The reality is you absolutely can help them. All your technicians or your service professionals, your experts, they have the pricing, but just the fact that you're like, we don't have pricing in the office. Unfortunately, they don't give that to me. Once again, you're belittling yourself and make it sound like you don't know what's going on in that building, which you do. And second off, like you have to be more proactive in helping them. And so, you know, really paying attention to the, the language of, you know, how could they misinterpret this really helps us be more proactive. Yeah, I do love hearing it. Someone who's good at, at talking, having that conversation with someone and say, you know, getting the getting the job booked for one and then having the entire conversation without giving out prices and it's like because me i'm i'm a sucker like you you asked me about three or four times what the price is i'm going to give you the price or some version of it <laughs> and so it's like to listen to someone who can have that conversation and they're like i'm like they're dead set they're not giving the price out uh and they're not giving out the diagnostic fee or the consultation fee until you've already built the value. And then once the value is built and then they're like, Oh, it's only $89. Like that seems kind of low. And, and then you have that, you know, that's the conversation uh, versus, okay, it's $89. Thanks. I'll call you back. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's really a, it's really cool listening to people who can have that conversation. And it's you honestly, in my opinion, is getting out of your own head is getting out of your own head space whenever it comes to that conversation. Cause 
well, that's not the way we've done it in the past. That's not how it works in our industry. And that's what, that's what I loved about Julie coming in because she's a nurse and she came into our business not knowing the industry. And so like when she said stuff, she was like, this is the answer. Like when she was coached and, and, and taught how to do um, any kind of uh, uh, CSR dispatching type stuff, I would say, well, that's not going to work. That's not what, what's always been done in the industry. And so, and she said, well, this is the way I was trained. And so I was like, well, then do it. And then, so she would do it and it worked. And I'm like, how did that work? Like, that's so crazy. (laughs) And then it just keep doing it. If it working, keep doing it, you know? Uh, And it's so wild that we just can't get out of our own way and and our own headspace there. It's so true. And and you see this a lot because the industry is a big industry, but it's also small. Like everybody kind of knows each other. We connect all the time. We love talking with other contractors. And so we kind of follow what other people have always done. But one of the thing is, is like, I'm a millennial. I think you're a millennial too, right? Yep. And you got 45% of your homeowners that are millennials right now. Yep. And we expect something different. We expect solutions and we expect you to figure it out, <laughs> you know, and this is me, like anytime I have to call in for something, right. It's a problem with my credit card or my cell phone bill or whatever it is. Like I expect who I call to figure it out and take care of me and mm. not just leave me hanging dry. And so I love what Julie's like, you know, this is how we do it. And, and being able to bring that new perspective in is so important instead of getting stuck in the rut of, you know, not that how it was done before was bad. It's just, we have to change with. Oh guys. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. Like it, it's, it, but, it, and I would almost argue that it is bad. Like the way that it was done just because of, the, just because that's how we've always done it. Like that's one of my, my pet peeves with my guys is like, well, that's just how we've always done it. And, uh, I'm like, you're about to get smacked. Like I don't <laughs> care if that's how we've always done this, it's, it's not the right way to do it. So we're going to do it this way. And, and sometimes you try a new way and it doesn't work. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, the other way worked better. And, and but at least you could say you've made an attempt to do it. Uh, but with this, I, I would say that having that conversation and, and doing it the power selling pros way, like it, it's having that conversation that way, um, is very much the right way to do it now. I definitely feel like um, we there's there's has been a transition in our industry, and okay. I, I challenge people to check out Power Selling Pros uh, and 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 see how they do things. And and if somebody does want to do, to get connected with Power Selling Pros, how is it that we we do do that? Yeah. Well, if you guys want to just contact me, I mean, just have email me. It's totally fine. You can even text me. I'm a millennial. Send me an emoji. Like I don't care. It's, um, and I could put all my information in the chat and I don't know if you post that anywhere, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, you know, just contact me. I'd love to talk to you about our CSR training programs, our dispatch training programs, our service professional training programs. We really go into the soft skills and setting up that process and that foundation to you know, what are the opportunities to be empathetic to people? What are the opportunities to build value? And going back to some of these pricing calls, how you said, like, you love to hear how people are able to never give a price, but do it in a nice way. Like we have the the four-step process to overcoming pricing objections. And if a customer does this, you take them here. It's like a roadmap kind of thing. And, you know, really help people be able to deliver that experience without having to use any of the negative language and providing solutions for them. And so, you know, we also have a great uh, leadership program and, you know, using our same curriculum, using the same pattern, 
because it's their principles. And if we can upgrade our principles and how we, how we do things and how we talk to people, like we're going to get better. And when we get better, people around us get better and then business gets better and it gets easier. So that's the, that's the angle. We want it to be easier. Where's my easy button now? (laughs) 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 Cool deal. Cool deal. Thank you, Erica, for coming on the show and sharing everything with us and, and taking the time out of your day uh, to share a little bit more information with us. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. And yeah, let me know anything I can do to help you guys. I just, I'm so passionate about this stuff. So, and, and I love the industry. So it's a great Absolutely. Industry. And I'll put all of your information in the show notes and uh, in the, uh, the live chat on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a wonderful day. And everyone who's listening or watching live here on Facebook uh, or YouTube, however you're watching this, uh, Thank you again for watching or listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. Uh, It's a podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. Uh, I hope today's episode helped answer some of those unasked questions that you may have had. And if you have more questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Erica. And like I said, I'll put her information in the show notes and uh, in um, the the live chat screen uh, stream stream the blah, 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 stream uh, but with that being said i hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk again soon thank you for listening to this episode of service business mastery now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams if this episode has been helpful to your business journey don't forget to subscribe to the show leave a rating and share it with other owners as well Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.